I am getting, oh, uh, there we go. Now it's working. All I did was restart it and turn, all I did was turn it off and turn it on. I didn't change any settings and now it's working. What the F? God damn it, really? Hey, everybody, welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. It's amazing how often just turning a piece of electronic equipment off and on will just solve the problem. And maybe life's like that. You just turn yourself off as a human being, and then when you turn yourself back on, all the problems solved. Also, new body, and you're a newborn baby. I think you just turn humans off, which we're doing to ourselves. <clears throat> then you do a restart on that, and then the earth, Earth's fine. You turn yourself off, you're dead, and then you come back as a newborn baby when you reset. And then you're like, that is true. That does work. Because when you come back as a newborn baby, guess what you're not worried about? Shit. It takes a long time to get real neurotic. You know what Austin has? Austin has two things. They have cedar trees. Yep. And Austin has a lot of limestone. Everything Ooh. in Austin is made of limestone. Dude, because if you like literally scratch one skin layer below the surface, it's and I will. all limestone. And I will. And when I say limestone, I mean limestone. We have a bunch of people who wrote in to weigh in on whether or not we should do an eight-hour marathon podcast. I want to read All those right, emails. Well, tell those thoughts. people that we're not doing it. It was your big idea. So, I know. I know. I know the answer. Can I tell you what the answer is? Sure. Uh, the answer is, oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, that's right. And the answer is, of course, we're not. That's like saying, hey, are you going to climb Mount Everest? No, we're not doing it, of course. Well, it'd really be like you saying, hey, we should climb Mount Everest. Let's see what our listeners think. And then they all wrote in and said, yeah, you should. And now you're saying, oh, no. Yeah. You know why? Yeah. Because we're humans. Well, I'm going to read them because they took the time to write in. First of all, thank you to the patrons, Dana Higgins and Leonardo Caruso. Appreciate you guys hopping on the train over there. Do you think Leonardo Caruso? Leonardo Caruso's more related to the actor from CSI. David Caruso. Or the artist, Leonardo da Vinci. I think he's related to the basketball player for the Lakers, Anthony Caruso. Oh, nice. Well, Leonardo wrote in. Let's see if he wrote about his origins. He says, hey, guys, I'm a fan from Italy. Oh, so he's he's definitely totally related to Leonardo da Vinci. Up until now, I've been too lazy to go to Patreon, but the curiosity to see what's in the secret weeklies finally took over. Also, I'm very happy to support you because listening to you talking about experiences, family issues, and everyday life is a really comforting thing since I can see myself in those situations. And it's cool to see someone that faces them with such a light heart. How about that? That's nice. He recommended some Italian music to us, which was very nice of him. And he says, hey. he says, FYI, I love you guys, Leo. Thanks, daddies. And Actually, when I say thanks, daddies, I'm thanking myself. When I say thanks, Leo, I, I'm thanking you. It's funny that you mentioned that because the subject of his email is, hi, daddies. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, that, that's a listener who knows what's up. When you, when you start your email, hi, daddies, everybody knows where we are. Yeah. We everybody knows what's going on. When you start it with something else like dear sirs, we don't know where we are. We got three people who weighed in on the marathon. They're all really short. <clears throat> Again, Bob and Clint at gmail.com. We'll read your shit on the show. Do I need to put on different sunglasses to hear these emails? No. Okay. 
This is from Greg, who says, Hey guys, thanks for the secret weekly nuggets on our phone, as well as keeping my accidental find of half-speed listening alive. I think better than a marathon would be a triathlon. Some spoken words, some songs, some poetry, or other debauchery. What are your thoughts? Thanks, daddies. Gregory Keith. Damn. Gregory Keith sounds like somebody who's into S&M. That sounds like somebody who likes to have to like pull his pants down and then to have a lady come over there with a little riding crop and give him a few little twacks. Little taps. Buttocks, yeah. A few love taps. Because there's nothing, I can think of nothing besides karaoke that I would like less than to hear somebody recite their poetry. Good God. You've recited your own poetry on this podcast. Yeah, but I don't do it on the reg, and I did it because... (laughs) I was doing a little S and M myself, but I was dishing it out. I mean, I like Tom Waits, but do I want to hear him recite his poetry? Kind of. I kind of do. I definitely don't want to do the idea, and I think if one uh, investigates the previous episodes, one will hear me saying, "No, that doesn't sound good." But what I find most interesting about your obvious, you know, displeasure at the idea is that it was you who suggested it, dude. Let me just put it this way. I love my poetry. I think I'm a good poet. I think I write good poetry. And if you want to read it, I have put it in book form for you to take to your little fucking place where you eat dead animals and you poop them out called your home. And you can read it in that fucking cubicle of death and regeneration well this will be fun to hear the other two emails scott lyons writes in and says <laughs> start the fartlet training and head down to the registration tent for your numbers Wait, fellas. hold on what did he say i don't know what this is it says fartlet training fartlet uh fartlet training can improve your running it's a swedish term that means speed play it's a form of interval or speed training that can be effective in improving your running speed yeah, okay. okay i thought i was gonna ask if it was a foreign word and it was Got he it. says, start the training and head down to the registration tent for your numbers, fellas, because I'm coming down to cheer on the beach, Nizzy Wellsy in 26.2. So hear ye, hear ye, oi, oi, that's an enthusiastic yay. And who is that? That's Scott Lyons. Oh, Scott Lyons? Is he coming at us from Sweden? I don't know. Perhaps, if he's using Swedish terms. Dude, my brain today is just saying, you're on your own. <laughs> to my mouth. Marie... Paul Jeske says, absolutely do an eight-hour podcast. Lounge it up. Oh, the possibilities as to where the conversation could go. I'm here for all of it. So much love, Marie Paul Jeske. So, you know, the people have spoken. The people have spoken. All right, well, that's cool. That's, that's Here's what I like. If I was a jelly sandwich and somebody said, I want all the jelly sandwiches, I'd feel pretty good about it. So we're the jelly sandwich. Dude, I know you just just got lounged, but this daddy's not only just been lounging the entire podcast, I've been lounging since last week. Like, that's my new go-to position. Like, once I find something I like, I don't stop doing it. I have an issue with my lounge sitch. Oh, what is that? In this position, putting a lot of briefs on today, saving uh-huh. some time, by the way, and... If I sit here long enough, I find that one or both of my legs go completely numb, which isn't great. That's good. <laughs> That's not great. You don't need to feel <laughs> anything in your legs to do a podcast or to do anything in life. Well, what's strange about numbness is that 
though I can't feel my legs, that itself feels uncomfortable to not feel my legs. Why? It's a, it's an axiom of life um, because it's extremely unnatural and means that the circulation sitch isn't good. And I always feel like when a limb of mine falls asleep that it'll never come back. And that's causes me quite a bit of mental anxiety. I can't think of anything better than to not tend to be, have complete mobility, but also zero, like 100% numbness. Dude, that's what that's what that dude in Pink Floyd was talking about when he said, I have become comfortably numb. Mm-hmm. It just means he was on the toilet for so long that his legs fell asleep. Right. And when he said his hands felt like two balloons, he was talking about poop. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> no, he was saying, I'm pooping. But he, you can't say that in a song. So he was like, hmm, how should I say that I'm pooping? Oh, yeah, my hands have become like two balloons. And then people will know. And then people didn't know. They didn't know until right now. I didn't know. Until you told me, I didn't know. They were singing about that heroin, baby. How many drugs did people do back in the fucking 70s if they were in a rock group like Pink Floyd? So much drugs. I think they maybe did a lot of drugs when they were like in college, kind of an art college thing. And then they, of course, had a band member in the late 60s who went crazy because of drugs. So I don't think they did many drugs. I think a lot of their fans did drugs because they became known as that kind of band. Well, I don't even know if we should continue on with the podcast because I think we figured it all out. We're close. I mean, it's 99.9999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999
I've just never gotten it from like critics in the world at large. Now, I, of course, we have our beautiful fan base who appreciates what I do, and I, I appreciate them. But his situation was on a much grander scale, and he was receiving a lot of attention and and love for being a songwriter. And then, of course, you know when this hit piece was was put out on him by this journalist. A lot of people were like, bye-bye. Here's what you do when somebody does the bye-bye. You come back with your best material you've ever written, and you go, say bye-bye if you want, or listen to some of this. He didn't do that. He just said, I'm a big fucking baby, wah, 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 and didn't come back with shit. Well, he put out two albums. He put out an album in December and an album in June. Is it good? Yeah. I know a lot of songwriters that are my friends who resent him for his success. And I just feel like that's an entirely different thing. That's an entirely different thing. So if I were to listen to these records, I would enjoy them. I don't know. You'll have to let me know. I don't know. Did you enjoy listening? I haven't listened to the, uh, so one's very like acoustic droll folky shit that I listened to and didn't like very much, to be honest with you. And then the second right, one, I asked you if the albums were good and you said they were They're They just sound like him. Like, and then the second one, which I I've heard one song from it is like a more of a full band. It's like his last couple of albums, which are sort of eighties inspired, chorusy, jangly guitars. And I heard one of the songs with, so I know the record sounds like that, but I haven't heard it. The acoustic one, it's good in the sense that it's his voice. It's him playing a guitar. That's what all of his, most of his songs are. And I generally like that about him, but I'm just, I'm not in a phase of life where that's hitting me as hard as it did 10 years ago, but it's, but it is good. Do we need to DM him and get him on the podcast? I don't ever want to talk to him. I can tell you that. I never right. ever want to talk to him because he seems like a huge mess. I just don't, I don't really want anything to do with him in that way. Should this be our, I, okay, you're okay. I, Okay. Your okay project of the year where we save somebody from killing themselves, and that person's name is Ryan Gosling. He's definitely being I mean, a big Ryan baby. Adamson. He's being a big baby. What happened is he did the thing that you said. He he went away and then he came back with two albums. And I guess he was really proud of his albums and was expecting them to be a statement in of themselves. Here's what happened. No one really cared because no one cares about anything. Dude, you didn't care. You didn't care enough to listen. And no one cares. It's peak nihilism right now. The last four years have just turned everyone into peak nihilism. So the problem the, where he's being a baby, which I agree with you, he's being a fucking baby is he's just now deconstructing, not because he hurt a bunch of people or because he's having to like grapple with this culture He's talking about killing himself now because Rolling Stone won't review his fucking album. Well, guess he's never reviewed a single album of mine ever. Not one single album that I've ever made. Guess. I'll give you one guess. Rolling Stone. The name starts with Rolling and ends with Stone. Well, when's your Instagram meltdown happening for because of that? I guess it's going to start right now on this podcast. Man, I'm a person. Hey, Rolling Stone. I'm a daughter. I'm somebody's daughter, okay? This is me doing my Ryan Adams. Well, he's supposedly clean, and he seemed really not sober in that video. It's just a strange thing to see. Here's what he is. He's clean-shaven. He is clean-shaven. Which leads me to believe that that dude's face is gray as the fucking north wind. 
because anybody who's got that close shaved face at this point, they're gray. But he doesn't want to let anybody know that he's gray. So he keeps that shit tight. We should let people know I'm coming to Austin the last week of July with my fam fam. Where at the very minimum, we'll be doing a couple of podcasts in the same room. Dude, not only are we going to be doing podcasts in the same room, we're going to be doing some podcasts in the same room with some of our listeners because I'm going to book some live tapings of the I'm Okay, You're Okay. So look for that. Get excited. If you're listening to this podcast right now, get excited if you're in Austin or near Austin because at the end of July, you're going to be sitting in a bar and you're going to be looking across the room not too far and sitting there in that bar is going to be me and clint and we're going to be doing what we're doing now we're going to be lounged up in the bar and dude when you're lounged up in a bar you don't give a you don't give any f's or s's (laughs) when you're lounged up in a bar you might as well just tell the police here's my wallet and here's where i live here's the keys to my house when you're lounged up the way we're going to be lounged up So get excited. Is it going to be free to get into this alcohol serving establishment? Oh, hell no. Is it going to cost you a lot of money? No. Is it going to cost you some? Yes. This podcast has not been a very good first single off the record to promote that (laughs) event. I can tell you that. It amazes amazes me that people listen to this. this. If this is the only podcast we'd ever done... (laughs) I would say, let's not put this podcast out. But since we've put, look, I don't know if you've ever listened to a Busta Rhymes record. Have you? No. Here's what you got. You got a couple great songs. Break your neck. Break your neck. You got songs like that. Or dick in your mouth. I'm going to put my dick in your mouth. You got some real shit. But then you got a couple songs that are kind of filler. And I would call this episode maybe kind of filled. Dude, a friend of mine had cancer in his arm. He just got it removed. He had a little thing that wouldn't heal. And so he went to the doctor and it was cancer in his arm, skin cancer. Okay. Well, that's just scary. Who knows what parts of my body that I can't see or don't pay attention to might be sickly. Do you get? Do you do your yearly checkup? No. I mean, I should, but no, I don't. I do it every once in a while. What prompts you to go do it? My wife makes me do it every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. There's so many things my wife makes me do that I should do without being prompted. What I need to do is go get that colonoscopy. I've never gotten one. Oh, I thought, I thought you did go do that. Never got one. Oh, I don't think it's as bad as they say. I haven't had one, though. Well, you've got one coming up. How old are you? I'm 37. Oh, you got 13 years. Oh, is 50 the first one? 50 is the first one. I guess unless you have something going on. You should have, just, you had the, have you had a finger in your butt? Yeah, I did have that. It wasn't great. It really wasn't great. It's not fun. But it's not as bad as you think either. That's right, yeah. that's That was my experience. A lot of proctology talk here at the in the 11th hour of the podcast. What do you think is going to happen to Ryan Adams? Like, let's say he doesn't hmm. kill himself. Let's just hope that that's... Him kind of looking for attention. What does he do? How does he get through this thing that he's doing? I don't know. I don't care. I don't care about him. I know. For what he does. Well, you wanted to talk about him. Yeah, I don't. What I don't does someone care. like him do? For Take him out of it personally. What does an artist in that position do? Well, fuck being an artist, dude. How about just being a human? How about just being a grown adult? How about, how about this if you're an adult? 
how about growing the fuck up? How about growing the fuck up? And how about being grateful for everything that you have in your life? Hey, Ryan Adams, how about you taking a peek at your fucking life and realize you fucking skated through life and people have just told you how fucking great you are your entire life. You've got all this money that you made. And don't tell me, oh, I don't have a house or whatever. I don't give a fuck how you've squandered your cash. I've looked at your Instagram and I've seen the concerts that you've played. I know how much money you've made. Don't give me your sob story about your money woes. Yeah. Because they're stupid. I've heard that he just blows through his money. Like Great. You know. Spend your money. But don't be a fucking whiny ass little bitch. Fucking be grateful for everything that you've ever gotten and everything that you have and proceed forward with that and quit your fucking whiny belly aching bullshit. I was telling you last night on the phone that there's something about it that I mean, I, I feel as detached from his thing as I ever have. But I did really love his records for a season and me moving away from them didn't have anything to do with his hit piece stuff. I agree it was a hit piece, but I would feel weird if he killed himself because I, I was telling you last night, I just feel like in the grand scheme of it, we're kind of on the same team. We're, we're trying to do the same kind of thing. If some doctor somewhere, some rich opulent dickhead surgeon somewhere kills himself, jumps off a building. I don't feel as connected to that as if an artist does it. It would. I, I would feel sad if he killed himself. It would feel really weird to me. Well, he doesn't have any kids, so right. That's great. Yeah. Now that's actually probably parents, one of his problems. Are his parents still alive? Yeah. If they are, and he killed himself, I would feel bad for his parents. Yeah. But other than that, hmm, don't care. Like when Robin Williams killed himself, that felt weird to me because I felt like he was more in my tribe in terms of people. Well, the problem with Robin Williams killing himself, he did have kids, and so did um, Chris Cornell. Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you've got kids and you're killing yourself, come on. That's not cool. No. I can't imagine doing that to my kid. No. I mean, the Louis C.K. bit where he talks about on his show, he's like, what's your fantasy? His girlfriend's asking him, and he goes, my fantasy is when my daughters turn 18 i can kill myself and i'm like i can't even tell you how much i relate to that yeah well he said it i love the way he said it he said well one day i'll send my you know youngest daughter off to college and i'll close the door and get in my car and drive home and i'll kill myself because i won't have, i won't be their dad anymore <laughs> oh i thought it, i thought it was that he had the option to kill himself at that point i think he was just saying what else does he have to live for once they're adults and he's no longer their dad in that way. Oh, I like the idea that once your kids are grown, you're free to kill yourself. You're free to kill yourself. Yeah. I like having the option to kill myself. I mean, I wrote a song called Lake Michigan about killing myself. So, I mean, I don't worry podcast listeners, I'm not planning on killing myself anytime soon. In fact, just the opposite. I want to live a long, long life, but you want the option, but I would like the option it's like being at a party. I want to stay at this party, but I do like the option of being able to leave at any time. When you have kids, you can't really leave the party because if you leave the party, 
then your kids are going to get abducted, perhaps, by some unsavory types. You don't want that to happen. Pedro the Lion, which is David Bazan, has a really great song called Options. And I played it for a guy that you know. I'll talk about who it is in the Secret Weekly. And his response to it was pretty funny. Uh, we'll see what you think. Uh, we got to go, though. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Look for this, uh, these live events around the Austin area the last week of July. You can write in BibleClinic at gmail.com. You can leave us a positive review. And uh, we appreciate everyone out there. We're going to kick it to the Secret Weekly. Bye. Bye. Bye.